93% of podcast listeners listen to more than half or all of every single episode. So you do a 30-minute podcast, they're with you for 15 minutes. That's way more than you see someone stick around for a video. That was Danny Osmond. He's a business strategist and podcast consultant for busy professionals and solopreneurs who want to create podcasts that build brand loyalty and make their marketing efforts more effective. Don't you just love that, right? His goal is to help you clarify your message and publish engaging content that creates customers who trust you before they buy and cannot wait to tell the world about you. His refreshing approach as an owner of Emerald City Productions has made him a sought-after speaker, online educator, and consultant for major corporations and thought leaders. His clients include Salesforce, LinkedIn, yes, LinkedIn, the John Maxwell team, and Mike Kim. He also is a host of a highly rated podcast called Podcast Strategies for Growing Your Business, Community and Influence. He has spoken at industry-leading events, including Podcast Movement and Media Van. In this episode, we are talking about his personal journey. Can you believe that a conductor to podcaster? Let me repeat again a conductor to podcaster. We also talk about the power of podcasting and why is people gravitating towards the medium of podcasting. We also talk about how to use podcasts properly for our personal brand business and how exactly can you make money with a podcast and so much more. Now, I'm going to do something is exactly what we talk about in the episode. Just listen me out. This episode is sponsored by the Position to Thrive Workshop. It's happening on July 22nd or 23rd. If you want to learn and apply the pricing strategies that honor and respect both you and your client's value so you cannot just create more revenue, more impacts, but more freedom. The three business stories that communicate and connect with your audience's hearts and wallets so you cannot just create more followers, but loyal buyers. Sounds good? So if you are interested, when you are listening to this podcast, even on the release day of this podcast, will be two days away from our workshop. So you got to hurry up though. Please go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash workshop. And you know what's the best things? Well, the price. The price is only $88. I want you to think for a moment. What it gonna cost you if your pricing strategies is not in place? If your communication and connection with your audience is not in place? Just think for that moment, then you will know it's $88 well spent. So I cannot wait to serve you. Now, let's chat with Danny. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. 
I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so happy to be here. Well, you know, I'm a little bit he- hesitating or let's say intimidating to talk to you because guys, just listen to his voice, right? <laughs> It's so like reminding me in the old day that you can listen to those radio shows. You are just so in love with a certain host. So you made me feel like, why am I even podcasting? Seriously. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. You know, but even like even people like me, growing up, I, and I'll talk a little bit about my music background. But I was always like, "Oh, I hate my voice. Oh, I wish it could be this, or it sounds this way." You, you know, like everybody's that way. They find something about themselves that they can pick on. Yeah. Well, you guys. Just bear with my voice in this episode because since now we have Danny in, in, in this episode. So Danny, would you please kind of tell us a little bit about your journey? I mean, in, in the introduction part, I already tell everybody how awesome you are and your credential, but uh, we always love to hear some behind the scene journey, uh, always fun. So go ahead, please. Growing up, it- it took a while to figure out, hey, what do I want to do? And I think it wasn't really until my freshman year of high school um, where I realized that I wanted to be a musician. And, you know, I'd taken piano lessons before that. I started playing drums in, in middle school, like sixth grade. But I realized then I wanted to be a musician. So I actually went to university to study music. Uh, I went so far as to get a master's degree in conducting. So I went on to start working in nonprofit arts organizations in the U.S. here, uh, particularly in Washington, D.C., where I was conducting on stage at the, the Kennedy Center, and I was working at the National Cathedral for a while. And what I started to realize, even before I had a life-changing event, was that it was going to take a long time for me to get a job as a conductor that I really, really, really loved. It's a small industry. There are still conductors who are 75, 80 years old, sitting on stage, sitting on stools, conducting. They hold on to these jobs. And so I knew I was going to be in my 50s before I really had a wonderful job that I loved. So I started to think about changing when um, my daughter was born in 2008. And she suffered a brain injury during birth, um, which resulted in some lifelong medical complications. Uh, she has cerebral palsy. Um, she's nonverbal, nonambulatory. So she's in a chair. She communicates in different ways without using her voice. And what that meant for my wife and I was really quickly, our lives changed. We, we had to figure out something different because both of us weren't going to be able to work outside the house anymore. One of us was going to have to be at home. We needed some flexibility. So, um, Me being the one that, you know, she had better benefits, she had a b- better job than I did at the time. I was like, okay, I can figure this out. I can figure out something from home. So I started to think about what, what do I know that I could do from home? 
And as a musician, I'd always messed around with recording uh, just in college. And, you know, I was in acapella groups in college. I was in bands and we messed around with recording. So I knew how to do it. I'd, I'd worked in some recording studios when we were recording albums and I learned from those engineers. So I was like, I could be a recording engineer. I could record groups in my house. A lot of people at that time, you know, it used to be you had to have a $200,000 recording studio with $10,000 microphones and the bands came there. Well, in that mid 2000s and late um, early 2000s into the 2010s, it was becoming a much more at home activity. People were getting equipment and it was less expensive. It's partly led to the rise of podcasting too. Things were less expensive. So I started doing it at home. I started recording acapella groups because that's what I knew. And I would bring groups to my house. I would travel to groups. I even uh, worked with, if you're familiar with the movies, um, the Pitch Perfect movies, I worked with the group that those movies in the book originally were based on. Um, I spent four years working on the NBC show, The Sing-Off, which has had spinoffs around the world as well. And, and it was wonderful. But all during this time, there was, you know, a lot of stress with my daughter and, and life changes and things like that. And I discovered podcasts and I started listening to podcasters who they became my friends when I was running and, and getting exercise and dealing with some of the stress. They started helping me see the world differently. Um, you know, I'd grown up in a very middle class background, um, not a lot of diversity at all in the schools that I went to and, and didn't really have a concept of what it was like for a lot of other people in the world to live. Podcasters helped me start to see that. And I was like, wow, you know, this is wonderful. And, and as I was building this business, I started to think about how could I diversify? How could I find a way? Because musicians can be frustrating. Projects take years sometimes. Musicians aren't the best business people. They don't budget well, things like that. So I thought, hey, I could help podcasters. So I started to reach out to some podcasters that I, I loved their shows, but their sound wasn't great. So I would email them and say, hey, you know, I love your show. You're changing my life, but it's, it's really terrible. It's hard to listen to your show. Can I help you? I know what I'm doing. Uh, and I started to do it for free. And then it was $40 an episode. And now six years later, seven years later, I've built a team of 10 editors and copywriters and graphic designers. And we have a business where we're helping 30 clients every week get their podcasts out. Five or six times a year, I'm helping podcasters launch new shows, hands-on, doing a lot of stuff for them. And I also spend a lot of time now teaching other people how to podcast or how to start and do it themselves. Whoa, what a journey, right, guys? So... I just have a funny thought that if next time when Mike Kim and you and me in a room, okay. we lit we literally can sing something out. Because obviously yeah. <laughs> for one way or the other, we all we all sing in a way before. So okay, that's a sign note, guys. So so inspirational. I mean, it's just, you know, when you have that when you and your wife face that challenge with your daughter, I know as a parents. Uh, we always want to do the best for our children, but it's still, it's just so beautiful that you can use, you know, the gift and the experience and expertise that you have yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to move on to do those things. 
I remember back to that first moment when I first saw my daughter. And I, I don't know around the world if they use the same system, but here in the U.S., the doctors and nurses use a system. It's called the APGAR scale. Uh, it measures like five different checkpoints of uh, of an infant, a newborn, and and scores them one or two points to to see how they're doing. One to ten or zero to ten scale. Um, and most healthy babies are eight, nine, ten. Well, my daughter got a one when she was born. It, when I first saw her lifeless body, it she looked like she was dead. Really, that is, there was so much trauma during the birth. Um, and, you know, eventually the doctors, they, you know, they were able to treat certain things and she had therapeutic hypothermia and all these things that they do for people with brain injuries and spinal injuries. And it was amazing to learn. But I remember after seeing her going in to see my wife and something just hit me. I've always been kind of a confident person, but there was this wave that came over me that said, you have to keep going. You have to keep moving forward. And so I knelt down and the first thing I said to her was, we're going to get through this. <laughs> it's going to be okay. We're going to make this work. We're going to get through it. And I've kind of just kept that, that going throughout my life and throughout my business is that there's always a way to figure out something. There's always a way to solve a problem. Um, and partly that's led to the growth of my business is, you know, someone saying, hey, could you also do this? Or, hey, would this work for you? So a lot of the times I was just adding things. And solving problems. And that grew into this business that I have now. Just love about, I mean, even just those few uh, sentences, right? You know, obviously this community, it's, you know, uh, most of us are our personal face. And you know that sometimes that is when rubber meets the road, right? When the challenge hits, what do you want? Do you, you know, you can go either way. You can right. say, I give up. Or you can say, I press on, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the power of podcasting. And because, I mean, for yourself that you mentioned a little bit about because of your, your environment when you grow up, you know, you did not get a chance to, you know, have a, let's say, contact with other cultures. Uh, po podcast did that for you. So what would you say that, you know, oh, this kind of link to Another question together is, what do you think people gravitate toward the media podcasting? Because two days ago, when I was talking to my mentor, she's in Singapore, and uh, we were talking about that even uh, in China now, there are uh, on top of the Apple podcasting, now they have their more and more the big yeah. tech company in, in China, they are now picking up uh, to create platform for podcasters. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, it's growing around the world, and that's one very exciting thing for me. The, the power of podcasting is, is what I talked about earlier, is that it, it has this way of building a relationship between the host and the listener, creating listeners that really know, like, and trust the host. And I emphasize like because it really is a friendship. And I think the reason it happens is if you if you look at the average podcast listener, the average podcast listener is listening to seven episodes a week. They are spending six hours per week listening to podcasts. And that's even if you combine it with music, it's about 95 minutes a day that they're listening to audio content. And to put that in perspective, think about like the pre-roll ads that roll before a YouTube video. That's about 1,440 15-second pre-roll ads per week that they're spending listening to podcasters. 
they are listening everywhere. They're listening at home, in the car, while they're walking, while they're working out, while they're sitting at their desk working. Because you can, you know, you can walk around and your voice as the host is in their ears, millimeters from their eardrums. And I think this is powerful and it just works and people are drawn to this just like they were drawn to radio. It's because we're sharing stories um, as hosts. And this is something that is primal for humans. I mean, ever since we were in caves and, and worrying about where we were going to hunt or gather our next meal, we sat around fires and told stories. And this is how we've communicated for forever. I have a, a story from one of my clients who is a therapist. And she started a podcast so that she could spread her, her message more and spread her framework and, and the, the techniques that she was using with patients in person. And uh, she, she has built over the last four or five years a pretty significant podcast following. She lives in Charlotte now, Charlotte, North Carolina, but she was traveling. Um, they went on a trip to Barcelona, Spain to drop off one of their sons for a semester abroad trip. And someone on the, in the family had a headache or something. So she went down to the local pharmacia and went in to get some ibuprofen. And as soon as she walked in the door, the woman behind the counter said, oh my gosh, you're so-and-so. I listened to your podcast. You've changed my life. I've learned this from you. How are you? I didn't, I didn't know you'd be here. Like, I knew you were coming to Spain, but I, I didn't know you'd walk into my, my store. This is amazing. How are you? How are you? And, and the host kind of freaked out because she was like, how does this woman know all this stuff about me? But she didn't realize, you know, she'd shared a lot of this stuff on her podcast and they were friends. Like they really were friends. And that's why it's so powerful. And that's why people gravitate to it. It also has this effect of turning the host not only into a friend, but an expert. When you spend, you know, several episodes, Kelly, and you're talking about certain things and people can hear your expertise and hear your thoughts, they, they recognize, well, you know what you're talking about. You're an expert. Uh, you're an authority to me. I'm going to listen to you. And because they're a friend, they trust you even more. And that connection happens much faster than videos or blogs because simply, you know, the, the podcast listener is listening to much more content like I mentioned earlier. And it's really interesting to see, you know, podcasts are growing around the world, but like in the US, in America now, more than 56% of Americans have listened to a podcast and 40% of Americans aged 12 to 35 are listening to podcasts and 30% of 35 to 54 are listening to podcasts. So these are people that are still wanting to learn, still wanting to grow, still wanting to buy things. You know, they have they have disposable income, they're educated. And what's really interesting, too, is that 74% of podcast listeners are listening to learn new things. So for instance, you know, if I want to learn how to fix my sink, I go to YouTube, because I need to see a few, few images and see how things work. But if I really want to do something significant, change something about my life, learn a new skill, grow my business, that type of thing, I go to a podcast. And then I talked about earlier how podcast listeners are listening to so much content. Well, the cool behavior about them, though, that is even better is that 93% of them, and this is I'm, I'm pulling these stats from Edison Research, because they they do a, a wonderful survey every year, and they've done it for 13 years now. 93% of podcast listeners listen to more than half or all of every single episode. So you do a 30 minute 
podcast, they're with you for 15 minutes. That's way more than you see someone stick around for a video. And then the other cool thing that podcast listeners do is that, you know, they may, Kelly, you may get a new listener from our interview, right? And then that listener will go back to episode one and listen (laughs) all the way through. I see it every month with my clients where, you know, if they have a thousand downloads a month, every month, 10, 15, 20 people are listening to episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. If they have 10,000 downloads a month, they've got 500 people listening to those episodes. 100,000, they've got thousands of people listening to all of their episodes. So you get this community built where the listener really truly connects with the host, trusts them implicitly, and will follow them and do what they want. (laughs) It sounds bad, but like do whatever they say, really, because they trust them so much. Yeah, that's so true. And uh, uh, I literally have people reach out from time to time to say, oh, I just listened to your episode five. And we are in episode 130 something. So, and, you know, the funny thing that moment I say, I will feel cringe that, oh, that's so bad. You know, episode five wasn't that so good. You know, just got started. Everybody feels that way. Yeah. Just leave it there, you know. So everybody got exactly got started somewhere. And so the next question comes will be many of the listeners of these podcasts, it's uh either they are they are corporate uh, leaders, they are about to uh do something uh for a hub on the entrepreneur journey, or they are already entrepreneurs and they are really interested in podcasting, but they also heard that, well, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, so, be, yeah. yeah. So what would you say? Let's just say this way. As a podcaster of five years, mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm like a baby compared with you and a lot of people. My challenging of the podcast listener is I don't know who they are, except when they reach out by themselves or that, of course, I try to do my job to get them up into my list for something. So then finally, I can get to communicate with them, right? Yeah. So what would you say how to use podcasts for our personal brand-based business and in an effective yeah. way? The best way to use it is what I was just talking about, is to build that trust and build that relationship. Because once you have that trust, once they know you, because, you know, we talk about it, we're, we're both, you know, talking about Mike's book a lot now, because for me, it's, it's very surreal. Mike's book is basically the last five years of my life. We're talking about Mike Kim. I've been in Mike's mastermind for four years now. He's one of my chief mentors and everything I've done that he's told me to do has always worked. So I trust him, but I, I met him through podcasting. I actually met him at a podcast conference before I ever listened to his podcast. But because of his podcast, I decided to join his mastermind because he could talk about all of his expertise, but he also seemed like a cool guy and a nice guy, a caring guy that helped other people. So when we talk with personal brands, we talk about how it, it's, it's about you. It's about who you are. That's the difference here. They could hire any number of consultants or coaches that do the same thing, but they connect with you. And the podcast offers people the opportunity to really share themselves in an authentic way. And then you've got, you've got them, the listener listening to more than half or all of every episode. So pretty quickly, they've spent hours with you. 
And I often you know, say to people, I mean, th- think in your own lives, how many people do you spend an hour or a half hour of time with each week talking or listening? Over a month, you know, several hours. How many people? It's usually your closest friend or your partner or your children or a family member or something like that. So you can see how close that bond is. You know, and for, for other, I'm trying to think if there's really that's the best way for a personal brand to use a podcast is to build that relationship because then you can do other things. Um, you know, you can build your brand, you can build your business on the podcast. Like you mentioned, you can have lead magnets. You can have things that draw people to your email list so that you can promote things further, right? But you can also make money through a podcast with your with your personal brand business. Um, I often urge personal brands, forget about advertising, forget about going and finding sponsors, sponsor yourself, okay? Sponsor yourself because it's really hard until you've got lots of downloads to get ads from other businesses. So talk about what you're doing. Talk about uh, your services, talk about your products through calls to action or through honest sharing and authentic sharing of, of people's experiences. Um, you can find clients, you can find leads through your podcast. I know you're probably talking to a lot of people that are going to go into coaching. And for coaches, it can be hard to show people what you do, how you do it, and why you're good at it. So on a podcast, you can do live coaching sessions. You can say to people, hey, if you want a free session, come on the podcast. Um, And just by showing people how you work, that can help you find clients. You can talk through case studies. You can share stories like I was telling, telling you earlier. If you're a consultant, you can share stories of successes. You can interview people on your podcast that you would want to work with as a consultant or something like that. And as you build that relationship with your audience, you can create a community that wants to get together. So you can have live events. You can have virtual events that make you money and build your personal brand. You can talk about speaking opportunities that you've had uh, and share those experiences. And then people who are looking for speakers, because they've listened to your podcast, they know you can sort of speak or they're watching a video. They can see that you're, you're good at communicating they will hire you to speak. And it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then there's the old fashioned things because you've built this relationship. You can have membership sites, you can have fan clubs that support a podcast um, that support a personal brand just because they like the content that you're creating. Um, And then once you get big and you're famous and you've got hundreds of thousands of downloads, you can always go to advertising. You can always set up affiliate relationships. But it all comes back to the personal brand builds through a podcast because you're creating relationships with people who are either going to work with you or tell other people about you and, and build your audience, build your community. I mean, that's why I call my podcast podcast strategies for growing your business community and influence, because that's what it does. It, it helps the bottom line. It creates a community of people that like you and trust you. and then it builds your influence in that people will listen to you and people will um, follow you and, and, and do what you ask them to do. 
to improve their lives. Well, I guess we kind of walk in spirit because my next question will be how to make money in the podcast because I got <laughs> I got yeah. asked that got all that. the time. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you mentioned about, you know, because a lot of people, when they thought of that question, they always think about sponsorship. And yeah, everybody uh, goes into that. And, and it's that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see is that people start a podcast and they think that it will go viral. They think that it's going to blow up. I'm going to be Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss or somebody like that. And, it, and it never, it's not true. It, that's not what happens with a podcast. A podcast, the, the search engines are not built that way. It's an older system than YouTube. It's an older system. Really, still people find podcasts. Number one way they find podcasts is through a Google search. They're searching for something where they find the podcast as a, as a search result. The average podcaster gets about 110 downloads per episode when they start out. And it's all about, it's this slow, long play of building up this trust, getting people to share your podcast with other people that they think it will help and doing what we're doing, going on other podcasts and borrowing audiences, looking at whose audience could I help as a, as a podcast consultant and producer and, and finding those shows where I can talk about my little focus that helps their audience and then try to bring some of those people back to me. And, that, and that's how it goes. You really, that, like, that's why I said sponsor yourself. Because until, until you've got thousands of downloads per episode, you know, 10,000 downloads per month, most major advertisers are not going to talk to you. They're not going to be interested. You can always find, like, say you're in an industry where it's a very narrow focus, um, a very a nice niche that you've got and a certain audience where a certain business would really like to talk to that audience, even if it's 400 people, if you can find that, then you've got these wonderful relationships where like I have a client who helps law firms and lawyers improve their systems, be more automated, become paperless, things like that. And so he has these wonderful title sponsors that create agreements with him for the whole year for a couple thousand dollars a month just so that he can say their name every episode because they want to talk to law firms. And he's got a few thousand law firms or lawyers that are listening to him every month. Um, and, and that can work too. But yeah, it's, it's, it's better to talk about what you're doing. Build your list, build your clients, um, sell products, advertise your services that way. And if you guys wondering why it's what does Danny mean sponsor yourself? Okay, here is an example. I have a workshop coming up on July 22nd and 23rd, right? So today we are recording on July 16th and we decided we want to put this episode on the regular, you know, every Tuesday is when we release the episode will be the next week Tuesday. The workshop 22nd will be the Thursday. So it's still before the workshop. So you will hear me probably after the main content or in between, I probably will say something and say, hey, are you a coach and consultant and thought leaders that you are struggling with two things? And that is pricing and how to attract your ideal clients. And I will, I will continue to talk about why and stuff. And then in the end, I will say something that, therefore, I would like to invite you to come over to the workshop. And then, you know, so I will say, hey, this episode is sponsored by 
position to slide workshop. Yeah. So that's exactly what Danny say that sponsor yourself. And, and I think as a marketing strategist, I also want to kind of tell people say, please don't create a podcast just because of you see somebody else are doing podcasts is cool. And then you just say, okay, so I guess I need to do a podcast too. <laughs> yeah. right? I have something to say. For me, it's you had to reverse engineering, say, okay, what is the angle of that podcast? And then just like Danny mentioned, if you are a coach consultant, again, it's very difficult to show your expertise. But in the podcasting, you can do something like show and tell, right? Yes. You can post a challenge question and then you answer that question, right? Mm -hmm. Something simple like that. And then by the time goes, then people say, okay, I guess she or he is pretty legit. And that's to check them out. And that's how, well, look, look at Danny sign up my team's, you know, mastermind is not is not we are not talking about 100 bucks mastermind right yeah. it, it's a it's a higher ticket mastermind and the reason why danny and we we are talking in this podcast is because of my king in between and and danny saw that i've been interviewing other fellow uh, mastermind peers and yeah. so he reached out and sent a message you see it can go a lot of ways, but the key is relationship based. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. I also, you know, we talked, you talked about people starting podcasts and you have to have something to say. One thing I don't want to lose sight of, because I talked a little bit about how podcasts are a long play and they, they grow slowly and tend to start small. The, the thing that I see a lot of podcasters missing or a mistake that I see them make early on is they jump right in and they just, you've, you've had plenty of episodes at this point. They just want to interview other people. So first off, they're not talking enough about their own expertise and they're not sharing their thoughts enough. Um, you do a wonderful job of that during interviews, but some people don't. And they just interview, 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 interview. And listeners are like, oh, this is interesting, but they never really attach to the host. They never really have a, a friendship with the host. And so I often urge podcasters at the beginning to focus more on what they're doing and their their thoughts, their expertise. But also, like you, you mentioned, posting a challenge question, something like that. It is very important as a podcaster to engage with your audience early and often. Because like you said, in podcasting, it can feel like an echo chamber sometimes you you don't hear the audience talking back to you there's not comments on every single place that you listen to podcasts where people can comment on something and give you feedback you can post it on your social media and yes you can get comments there but it's hard to get the audience to talk back so i encourage a lot of podcasters from the beginning start that dialogue tell the audience hey i want to hear from you i want to know what questions you have uh, if you could spend 15 minutes with me, what would you ask me? And generate that because then you can do episodes where you answer those questions. You can have people uh, record a voice memo and send it to you through many different sources and play those questions on the show. And it has a wonderful effect of, first off, it shows the audience that you're listening. 
the people that submitted the questions feel amazing and they share the episode with everyone. Hey, he answered my question here or she answered my question. Uh, they feel like a celebrity a little bit. But it also then encourages other audience members to talk back, to engage. And then you get that nice dialogue where you're not only generating content that people want to listen to, but then you know who your audience is and you know what they want. And I've seen podcasters shift the focus of their shows, shift the focus of their personal brands sometimes because they discovered that the thousand people that were listening every month or the 500 people or the hundred people, because you think about it, if, if you had a hundred people show up at your house on a Monday morning, that would be pretty significant. If a hundred people were in a breakout session at a conference listening to you speak, that's a good number of people. So if those hundred people are saying, hey, I want to know more about this, I want to know more about this, you might find that even after you've done all of your branding exercises and you've answered Mike's three questions and you've you've figured out where you want to be, you might find out, oh, there's this little thing. Maybe I could focus down more or maybe I could shift it over to this group of people because these seem to be the people that are listening to me. I find I found that out about my email list. I thought, oh, you know, I want to create this program for existing podcasters and I want to have this community that they can join and all that sort of stuff. But I found out that a lot of people that were joining my list were people who didn't have a podcast who were interested in learning more. And so I ended up creating more content and more episodes for people that were just starting out. Um, focused more on like, here are the big mistakes to make sure you avoid. Because if you avoid these seven things, you will be years ahead of most podcasters. Because they spend six months doing this, getting frustrated. Why is nobody listening? Why does this sound so bad? All that sort of stuff. If you can fix these few things, you'll be in better, better shape. And I learned that through listening. And I learned that through asking people, hey, what questions do you have? What, what would you ask me if you could sit down with me? Um, what else are you listening to? What else are you watching? Things like that. It, it's really important for the podcaster to think in those terms, especially the personal brand as they're starting out. Yeah, this is so important to listen to your audience voice and try to you know, find a way to do that. I remember uh, uh, Pat Flynn also mentioned, share this with openly with other people, say that originally before he created the first course mm -hmm. and he thought he has totally something else in mind. Mm -hmm. And I think it's I think it's uh, Chris Ducker or other friends and remind him, say, hey, why not you just send a survey out? And after he sent a survey out, come back and kind of shock himself because yeah. <laughs> he figured, oh, actually, most of the audience on my list is people even haven't got started in their business. Mm -hmm. So 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 then he had to shift uh over the whatever the course yeah he has in mind yeah. to do it. So yeah, it's so important to listen to your uh, audience um, you know, their their feedback and uh it's so important. So uh I cannot thank you enough, Danny, for today coming on the show. And we surely put all the links and uh your website, everything in the show notes. But just verbally telling us now that what where can people find you in either social media or your website? Sure. Well, easiest way to find me on social media is I'm at Danny Osmond pretty much everywhere. You can find out more about me at dannyosmond.com. My podcast production company is emeraldcitypro.com. 
And if people are really thinking about podcasting, because a lot of people, you know, they're intimidated by video. They don't have a wonderful setup like you and and the the nice words in the background and the lighting and all that sort of stuff. They get intimidated or they feel they feel nervous. So they think, well, maybe a podcast is for me because I don't like writing. I, I feel like I can talk into a microphone. So if you're thinking about getting started, just go to dannyosmond.com slash roadmap. And I have a wonderful checklist there that will help you. I've actually helped a bunch of people without any other assistance in about a month start a podcast because it's a 20 to 25 point list where if you do one thing a day for a month, you're going to have a podcast. Um, it's pretty easy to start a podcast. It's, it's harder to keep going, but I want to help people at least get started so that they don't get frustrated in those, those, initial, um, those initial steps as they start. Well, guys, go grab that. Again, we'll be in the show note. I wish I had that roadmap <laughs> five years ago when I got started. So, Dennis, thank you. Thank you so much again for coming on the show and adding so much value to the audience. Thank you. This is so wonderful. I really appreciate you having me on. How did you enjoy the episode? Did you make a lot of note? I hope so. For all the goodies and links that we mentioned in this episode, please go to candyballer.com forward slash podcast. Then you will be able to get those links and that roadmap that Danny mentioned. Also, don't forget, if you want to level up your influence, if you want to have more freedom in your business, if, especially if you are Christian coaches, consultants, and service providers, that you have existing programs and services, or you at least you know already what you want to offer to your audience. You would like to level up your revenue and create more margins for your business and life while aligning with your God-given identity. Or you would like to learn how to have more buyers, not just followers. You desire to present your offer with integrity and confidence. Then this workshop is perfect for you. Again, this workshop will happen in 22nd or 23rd. Please go to powerofoneframework.com forward slash workshop or go to show note kellybottle.com forward slash podcast. Then you will also be able to find a link there. I will see you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com. 